Are you working toward your certified economic developer designation? Are you an economic developer deciding whether or not to pursue the certification? Or have you already achieved the designation? In all cases, you're in the right place. Welcome to the 123 CECD podcast. Join your host, Nicole D'Souza, as she explores the path to becoming a certified economic developer and discusses the careers of successful economic developers. It isn't as easy as 123, but let us provide the motivation and inspiration to help you earn your CECD. Welcome to 123 CECD. This month's special guest is Mary Kuna. Economic Development Manager for the Cumberland Area EDC. Mary shares her experience passing the Economic Development Certification Exam. Here is our interview with Mary. Hi, Mary. Thank you for joining us on 123CECD today. Oh, well, thank you for the invitation. Can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So, I went to the University of Scranton. I'm originally from the northeast corner of Pennsylvania. And after going to the University of Scranton for my bachelor's, I went to the University of Delaware. And that's where I got my master's in urban affairs and public policy focused in urban planning. Uh, that was my first start in economic development. Um, so Basically, that would put me at about seven years in the field at this point, and I've been working in my current community for about four years, which is uh, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania. We're located right across from the city of Harrisburg. Very neat. So what is your role um, there? So my role here at CADIC, uh, Cumberland Area Economic Development Corporation, is economic development manager. So basically, my job involves all of our strategic planning related to economic development. I do all of our business attraction activities, site selection, all of our database management and creation, all of our, uh, right now we've gone into real estate development. And so part of that work, I am the project manager of, I complete all of our due diligence as an organization and I'm responsible for managing all of our budgets for the real estate development arm. Wow, lots of responsibilities. It's a lot of stuff, but it keeps me entertained, let me put it that way. Good, very good. Well, how did you get into the economic development field? It's actually really funny. I was going to school for urban planning and desperately wanted to be a campus planner for colleges. And um, when... I was in my graduate program. I decided I wanted some real-world experience and went and talked to the planning department at the city of New York, Delaware. And at the time, I said, I don't need any money, just experience, whatever you can have me do. Uh, their planning department actually functioned as both the Main Street Economic Development Arm and as the regular city planning department. So my entire role as an intern was to walk up and down a street and catalog buildings and catalog businesses. and talk to them and eventually when I started really needing money when the summer hit I asked if they had any way to, to compensate me at the time they had just created something called the Greater Newark Partnership it was a joint venture between C Newark Delaware the Newcastle County Chamber of Commerce and the University of Delaware and they had 
a strategic plan that was done by a consultant. It was an economic development plan for this, this region, and they needed some assistance in, in implementing it. So I was, was hired technically uh, part-time to work on this plan and to work on implementing it. And it was a very, it was my first thrust into economic development, so to speak. I spent my time figuring out the field on the ground and, and by myself and pulling data points and uh, trying to create a foundation for what would be considered greater Newark. They also had purchased the rights to a site selection tool, and so it was my first endeavor in actually understanding site selection, having to work with the commercial real estate community, and really engaging in in the business attraction side of, of economic development. So that was, I, I hate to say how I, I fell into it, but in a way I, I sort of transitioned into this, this role, and I really didn't know it was a formalized field, so to speak, until about a, a year well, a few months after I graduated, when I started looking around for actual economic development jobs. And I decided, you know what, this is something I really enjoy. Let me start looking. And I found this, this vast array of people and organizations that do that for a living, that it wasn't actually just um, part of some other entities. It was a real field and profession. That's how I got into it. Wow, very neat story, though. It was quite a quite a trip. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, what inspired you to become a certified economic developer? So I am a person who loves loves to learn. And to be very honest, I first started with IEDC at the suggestion of, of my boss at my my official second full-time job as an economic developer in uh, Cecil County, Maryland. She recommended, as she herself is, is certified, that I should go and take the ba basic economic development course. I did, and I, I learned a lot more about IEDC and about the organization and about certification. And I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll keep taking classes and start learning more about this. And as I progressed in some of the classes, it made a lot of sense to work towards something. And what I had found in listening to people talk about certification was that it wasn't an easy thing, but it brought together all these components of tried and true methods and being tested on things that would essentially make you a better practitioner. So I thought, I'm gonna go for it. I feel like it will culminate all of the work I've been doing and all of the, basically my knowledge base and put it into to some sort of standardized certification. And so that's why I decided to go after uh, the Certified Economic Developer from IEDC. And it was a, it was a wonderful experience, <laughs> I really will say. That's so neat. Well, how long did the whole process take you then from that first beginning class, basic class, um, to passing the exam? So I would say from the first class, it took me about five years. And that was because I had very, very wonderful bosses who were willing to help me and invest in professional development. And then it was a matter of 
those bosses who helped contribute and allowed me to take the time off and to go to the classes. It was also when I actually came across Oklahoma University does their uh, their online program. So I thought, great, I could even compensate you know some of the some of the time commitments with with this online program. So I took a few classes there uh, on my own as well, and that that really helped me get through everything in five years. And when I was ready to apply, I had already had enough experience professionally, but now I had all my courses under my belt. And and so that's uh, that's how long it took me. Uh, everybody's a bit different. I don't think there's a right or wrong. It's just I ended up being very fortunate to have people willing to invest at that time and, and the luxury of, of time to go to them. Yeah, that's very neat. So you passed the exam this last June, right? I I actually passed it um, in December. So in December okay. of, yeah, 2016, I believe. Yes, 2016. It all flies by. So. Oh, well, congratulations. That's such a big, such a major Thank accomplishment. You. Thank you. Well, what most surprised you about the process to the certification? So I I will be very honest. What, what surprised me was, A, everyone says how hard it is. So people really do scare you in, in even looking to go do the, do the certification. You're, you're terrified by the end of it. I had these, these people who were much more, uh, they were much more mature than I was. They were in their careers for 30 years telling me how awful it is. And here at 30, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is a terrible thing. However, will I survive it? So what surprised me in the, the process was that people were so alarmed by it and and they were sort of terrified of this exam. So that that was a bit surprising to me uh, overall. I, I, I didn't expect it to be uh, such a such a people so passionate about how difficult it was. But at the same time, what was sort of beautiful in that like terror was that people were really united together in trying to assist each other. I mean, more than anything, in the process of being certified, the amount of people I talked to who already had it were so helpful. And they wanted to give you advice. And there was there was no no sort of, it was hard for me, so I'm going to make it hard for you. It was, here was my study methods. Here's my thoughts for you. It was just this very beautiful process of, of colleagues trying to help each other out. So that I thought was really, really cool and a, a surprise. When something's that difficult, you don't expect people to be so willing to, to share their their trade secrets, so to speak, <laughs> that helped them pass. But everybody did and everybody was really accommodating. So that was really great. That's neat to see that whole community form and help each other. It was, it was really something, and it says a lot about the people in this profession and, and IADC members. I really will say that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in what ways have you seen the economic development field grow and evolve? So it's been very interesting. I've worked in economic development in three states now, so Delaware, Maryland, and Pennsylvania, and everybody does it a lot differently. And then you go to IEDC and, and all the other states do it much differently. So I've, I've seen the field 
change over over time. I think for a while it was the traditional business retention, business attraction programming. And now what I'm starting to see the transition to, and I think it's because overall money is becoming more and more constrained for a lot of government entities. Even those that are, are sort of flush with cash right now, I think are going to start seeing a squeeze. So you're seeing economic development agencies have to come up with ways to market themselves differently and to actually have fruitful budgets. So how they're doing that is diversifying a little bit. You're seeing a lot more agencies, I think, get into public-private roles and act a little bit more as private entities. Uh, they do a lot more fundraising now, charging for services. So that's been something I've been seeing the field go to. And one thing I've really noticed is that uh, economic developers are no longer being hired just by governments or quasi-governmental agencies. I know there's a lot of engineering firms who are starting to pick up economic developers. There's a ton of commercial brokerage firms, even construction firms that do uh, residential and commercial builds are starting to pick up economic developers because they just see they're doing the same work we currently do. They're doing site selection. They're doing grant writing. They're going into municipal liaison work, understanding zoning regulations and planning. They're, these other private sector groups are starting to take on those roles. And so it's been very interesting to watch the evolution. Just, you know, there will always be that traditional economic development role and always that traditional take on it but you're starting to see these other opportunities pop up for, as a professional for an economic developer. They're, they're becoming more interesting. And even colleges and universities are starting to pick up on it. Hey, if I hire somebody with this background, you know, I need a community liaison. This person has that. They are equipped to talk about that and to talk about economic impact and our values. So I'm seeing a lot of really interesting alternatives to that standard we have the economic development office, you know, in our, our county government. It's there's a whole trend in moving towards different private sector worlds. Very neat. That is so cool to see it evolve in that way. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting, and I think it opens up the door for a lot of different for people who have a lot of different interests. Yeah. You could, if you if you have a side interest in construction, I'm sure you can find a construction agency that's starting to get into this. If you could choose one thing, what is your most successful economic development tactic? Oh gosh, I real I've been thinking about about the tactics that we have, and and you know, I think my the the one thing that we as economic developers have, and and I really wanted at first to say data, and that's like your biggest tool, but I I think at the end of the day, it's relationships and being able to cultivate relationships but in a very genuine and sincere way and what i mean is the entire field of economic development gets attacked very often because of incentive programs and trying to be this balancing act between what businesses want and what community members want and what governments want and the truth is you're only as successful as your credibility at the end of the day, we build relationships between different groups, but we build those because of our credibility. We build those because of our sincerity and our honesty. And when we're not as, as people, but particularly as the economic developers, it is detrimental to us. And so I think that's the one tactic is to be able to cultivate relationships in a very sincere and 
and honest manner. And that's, that's something that I think IEDC with their code of ethics has been trying to push with people. And I, I do think it matters more. If you're going to be in this field and being the balancing act between a number of groups, then you are going to have to be the person who really, really is as sincere and honest as possible. That's that would be great. the tactic. <laughs> That's great advice. Great advice. Well, can you share with us a little bit about one project that you are particularly proud of? Well, the, the, I have one in process right now that I that that I'd love to say I, I'm proud of, and that's we're redeveloping a brownfield. But since it's in process, who knows where it's going to go? I'm hoping in a very positive place. But the one that I have completed that I was really most proud of was my agency had never done a thorough uh, economic development strategy, and it was just no no fault of their own. It was just a matter of staff constraints, financial constraints. And so about two years ago, I was allowed to formulate an economic development strategy and the component of our Cumberland County comprehensive plan, the economic development chapter. And it was, it was really fantastic to be able to apply the urban planning background I have to what I currently do and to share in this experience with everyone of trying to put together a plan and what we envision our strategies to be. And that was that was really, really important and wonderful to me. It was also great because I got to put my own spin on it. And my own spin is that we all have plans. Everybody makes plans. The, the, the thing that I, drives me crazy about the planning field in general is that a lot of it is people liking to plan, but but they never think of it as living document and things that you have to implement. So in this case, I got to actually take my spin on it and say, okay, yes, it's a plan that I'm creating, but we're as an organization going to keep using this. This is going to be evolving. It will move with us. And so I will say after it's been completed, now we're going back and we're reevaluating it and re rethinking. And so it's been really great to create something that is going to be living here for a very long time and might even change formats and change people over the years who are implementing it. But over time, it's, it's still kind of the foundation that I put in place. That is so neat. And talk about uh, leaving your mark. Um, how cool. <laughs> and a great attitude about it, too. I know sometimes strategic plans can be a little tricky as well. Uh, they can sometimes they can be exhausted. I mean, through through the like, couple of rewrites, I think you're ready to pull your hair out. But you know. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, now that you have your certification, what's next? I at this point, what I'm looking to do is can continue on my. I call it life is just this big journey, and you just keep learning new things. And so, at this point, I'm I'm looking to take the next step up to director and start to manage many more projects. Uh, now with the certification, I feel uh, like I've really mastered a bulk of of what economic development is. And, I think now this gives me an opportunity to start building on that even further. And so I'm going to be going a lot more into the realm of real estate redevelopment at my current organization. And so it's been great to now have people coming up behind me who are going to be implementing business retention and business attraction efforts. And I can, can be a guide to them now with the certification. I'm, you know, I've done it. I've experienced it. I'm, I'm very knowledgeable on it. But now I can also help 
guide them, but move to to learn some new things on my own. So that's that's the plan right now. Very neat. That's a great plan. Well, what would you tell someone who is debating whether or not to become certified? I would say it's it's really worth it. Um, it does take time, and it's going to take a financial commitment, and it's you can look at it from two perspectives. From the very practical perspective, if you've invested this much time in something, in a field, and you've taken a couple of classes, then it's a nice it's a, a nice achievement. This is something that you've worked towards. It's all been towards something, and it's sort of a culmination of that. And uh, that you can also take personally. You know, I've, I've done this. Now this is the opportunity to go and, and get certified in it. The truth of the test itself is that it, it is complicated and it is a lot of memorization and writing. And I think people get very uncomfortable with that. But I could tell you that really anyone can do it. And it will take a little bit of work, but it's like your days in high school and college where you, you studied so hard for a test and you made and you, you passed. And that made you feel fantastic. It's the same exact feeling that comes with this. You put the work in and you'll get the result like anything in life. And so I would tell people, do not in, take take the fear and the, the, sort of the, the comments that people tell you, oh, it's terrible and they have a low pass rate. Take that and use it to your advantage. Kind of use that as your fire. Make connections with colleagues and ask advice. And don't let it deter you because it's hard. Let it inspire you that this is an opportunity for you to really make your mark. That is great advice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give someone making their way through the certification process right now? Sure. So I, I will say that the, the, Keep going with the certifications. Definitely now that they're starting to go through online courses, uh, there's really a great opportunity. Uh, you can do it. I mean, what I found was a lot of times I didn't want my organization having to shell out a lot of money to travel. So I would, I'd wait patiently until classes came within, you know, <laughs> six or seven state regions so I could drive to them. I was very particular. So you can do it. You can even look to these other options, uh, OU, and then now IEDC, I think, is putting some of them online. And so that's, that's an opportunity to take classes and start working towards certification. And when you actually start studying for the test, when you do apply, I would say my best advice, and someone actually gave gave me this advice. They said, you know, go through the books with a fine-tooth comb and make yourself flashcards or make yourself an outline. And I would say that was probably the best advice I was ever given. There's, It becomes so daunting, but do it one book at a time. Do it one subject at a time, and you'll, you'll get there. And it, it seems very frightening, but you will get there. Don't get in that mindset of, oh, there's too much. Well, thank you. Always good to hear. That's actually my favorite question um, out of all of the questions on the interview. Um, but thank you. That was great advice as well. Okay. Well, I have a couple of wrap-up questions for you, Mary. Sure. The first one is, what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? 
So I think what gets me up every, I'm a morning person to begin with, so I think it's just, I just pop up ready to go. But, <laughs> but what gets me excited is that every day is something new. I never know really what's coming uh, through my door. And that's, that's sort of the exciting part. And that the projects that I have going on incorporate a lot of things that I really, really enjoy. And so you're, you're always learning something new in this field. And there's always some new challenge to be had. So it's not a field where you do the same thing every single day. And that's, that keeps me on my toes and keeps me interested. And you get to meet a lot of really interesting people. So oh, I really enjoy it. Yeah, good. Well, what is your favorite hobby? Oh my gosh. Well, outside of outside of my my day job and you know occasional public meeting persona, I actually I actually dance. So I I am a kind of all over the place artistic person. And so what I I it's odd, but I teach dance classes and fitness classes. So that's my very my neat. outlet sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that so is my so outlet. Neat. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Mary, I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about your experience getting the certification. Um, it definitely made me feel like it's a little bit more attainable um, than others lead you to believe. Um, so I really appreciate that. And I know our listeners are really going to appreciate it as well. Well, no problem. You're very welcome. And if it, if it can help anybody, by all means, I, I really do mean it. People, people can do it. And, and that's, they scare you a lot. Don't let it, don't let it deter you. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you. 123 CECD is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.123cecd.com.